is weird. This is really weird. We've I've never tried recording this way before, so. I've never been able to look at you like this when we're recording. We're usually side by side. I think I prefer that. Me too. But welcome listeners to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. I'm your co-host Jay, here with your other co-host Angela, and we're coming to you from the past. But as Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk teaches us, if you travel to the past as you are now, that becomes your future and your former present becomes your past, which can't now be changed by your new future. Makes sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, because your past is then your future and then all things that will happen in the then present that you're returning to are now dependent on everything that is happening in your now altered past, which isn't your past, which is your new present, and your present is now your future. All this to say, we don't know when this episode will be coming out. Surprise! We always just like to have one or two in the bank, just in case. Or if you're me, four. But on this episode, we're like, what is universal? What can we do that may or may have not been done all over the internet already? But what can we try that will last the test of time? And frankly, it's just one of our favorite topics anyway. The topic is, am I an asshole? Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. So, <laughs> have you not heard that before? I haven't heard that one. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going with it. And you know, if you don't have one, I hear Alex Karev couldn't give you one as Dr. Junior Butthole. <laughs> okay, so yes, we're doing the Reddit series, Am I an Asshole? Where people submit questions. I don't really know how true they are, but like, they're entertaining nonetheless seriously. So I read one just to kind of see what the vibe was and the rest I'm only going off the titles and Angela and I are discovering in real time together. So this first one, am I the asshole for hiding embarrassing notes in my house as a joke because I know my fiance mom snoops? Context. In-law drama. I love it. I bought a house seven years ago and I met my fiance AI four years ago. This year he moved in. We're talking about making it a home for both of us, but as of now he hasn't moved much stuff in. Right now 95% of the stuff and furniture in the house is mine. When his mom comes over she's kind of a snoop. He was used to that, but when she comes to our home, it's uncomfortable because she's just going through my shit. When I am bothered, she's like, I was just helping with the chores, etc. He says I should just let her because she has a lot of nervous energy. One thing she snooped on was actually embarrassing. In my home office, I had a little affirmation, in quotes, post on my monitor saying, I am smart, I am skilled, I am deserving of great things. It was a silly thing my therapist recommended to get me in a confident mindset before an interview. Anyway, she made a comment about my ego. Ooh, these are long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, breathe through it. As a joke, I decided to do it again. I had my best friend over and we got wine drunk and I wrote a bunch of affirmations, again in quotes, to hide. Here are some examples. Oh my God. The medicine cabinet. My teeth will regrow. I am shark-like and powerful. <laughs> Kitchen drawer said, I know when to spoon, but I also know when to fork. I am sexy and self-assured. Work desk. I will not just fuck my way to the top of the company. I will fuck my way to the top of the world. <laughs> Walking clock. Yes. Walk-in closet. I am beautiful with clothes and without, especially without. My boobs are legendary. There were a bunch more and my friend and I had a hilarious time writing them. Next time my mother-in-law came over, she saw a few and she didn't acknowledge them to me even though she definitely started acting a little weird around me. I went to run some errands and when I found out she confronted AI about the notes and was trying to tell him that I seemed unstable, egotistical, and moving in was a bad idea. She showed him the notes and he didn't really know what to make of it. He asked me and I said they were just some silly private notes to boost my self-confidence and to make myself laugh. How had she gone? them. Had she been going through my things? He said she was just tidying and saw them and they were really weird. 
I was like, have you met me? You should know how weird I am. Anyway, if you don't want your mom to see my weird shit, you've got to stop letting her go through my shit. He asked if I left them on purpose to annoy her, and I admitted that was kind of the joke. But I also have other weirder private shit, so what I said about her needing to stop snooping if she didn't want to find weird crap was still for real. He said I was making stuff hard for him, his mom was really protective, and adjusting to him moving in with a girlfriend for the first time. And I was agitating her on purpose and making her think I wouldn't be a good partner when he wanted her to have the opposite impression of me. Am I the asshole for the note prank? Okay, you're reading the next one, jeez. These are long. <laughs> Deal. Oh my god, um, absolutely not. You're not an asshole, you're a true queen. I love everything about that, and I am personally filing that away if I myself ever have a Snoopy mother-in-law. Final answer. Final answer. Okay, so me, Jay, being the 2022 evolved person <laughs> I am, have two answers. I have the subjective answer, the, oh, I love it. I think it's genius. I think it's funny. If you snoop, you're going to find something. Mm -hmm. My objective answer, thinking about this relationship and being in a relationship and what it would be like to move in with a partner, there's clearly a bigger issue with the relationship because her the fiance, the female half of the fiance, mm -hmm. should feel safe in her own home that she's owned for seven years. And her fiance moving in clearly is not making that place a safe space for her. And he's doing it by not confronting his mom. And it's like, well, she's nervous. She has nervous energy. She wants to tidy up. But like, she's not at all confronting her partner about it. Like, hey, I'm not comfortable with your mom does this. Or maybe she has and it's like implied. But like, the mother-in-law shouldn't be snooping, but it's not on her to settle this. It's on mm -hmm. him to do more than he is. And the fact that he's sticking with his mom and being like, well, she's nervous. Maybe I'm her first son to move out is like, to me, an objectively a bigger red flag than the notes. And also, the notes are fun. Like the shark and the teeth one, I knew you favorite would Favorite one, favorite one. But my thing is like, think of it this way. Angela, mm -hmm. you've had boyfriends. I realized, like we said, past, future, we don't know this is going out. Angela, <laughs> you've had boyfriends. Yes. You've never lived with a boyfriend. Correct. Imagine a boyfriend you really, really liked, loved, whatever, had a mother-in-law like this and you left these notes. Would these notes help the problem? Because the deeper problem is, is you don't feel respected in your space. And would these notes get you to be respected in your space? I don't know. So I agree. I don't, I think that there is a larger problem here and it does sound like the poster, what OP, right? Original poster. I don't use Reddit, so sure. Oh, okay. I, I actually, I listened to one of these podcasts and I think it's like original poster is how you reference back. So it's like, I think OP is, tried to address it to her fiance and that's when he came back with his whole nervous energy thing. I agree. I think that there's some sort of attachment issue there with his mother. I'm not going to label him a mama's boy, but he definitely needs to learn to be a little bit more objective in that space. But I, I think it is kind of an innocent way to draw attention to the fact that, hey, you don't seem to have heard me. I am serious about this. So as a sometimes going to confessional Catholic, <laughs> is it innocent if there's a motive? Like you're doing it for, in terms of like a fable, there's a moral at the end of it mm -hmm. that you clearly already have. Mm -hmm. So is it innocent? Okay, probably not. I just, I guess by innocent, I mean, she could have written down some more harmful things. Or frankly, she could have even taken another route and been a little bit more direct about it and say like, hey, fiance's mom, no, you're looking in here. And then just like posted them around and just had 
made it like a continuing series like oh so you finally found this one you found four out of five come back to me and like you can redeem for a Starbucks gift card I feel like though that's more direct than what she did because mm -hmm. these are more these are only going to heighten the fear and the egotistical thing that she already has in her head the thing though which I go back and I swear I don't hate all men but it's like when she goes to him and he's like I'm making stuff hard for him he wants his mom to like me it's kind of a thing that what are you actively doing to help this situation then you're like well I'm in it's like but how are you defending me to her as well like right. I won't do these notes but clearly for her to do these notes I mean frankly if this was like a first time offense it doesn't sound like it is it could be a little bit immature to do the notes but if this is a theme and it seems like he's not picking up on it again I feel like this has a lot to do with his responsibility in the situation mm -hmm. everyone needs to sit down and have like a nice conversation all around boundaries need to be supported there and I think also she referenced that like 95% of the things in the apartment are, her. are hers the house that she bought the house that she bought yeah how would you feel if this was like your partner's mom you want to pre yeah, just for your dvd collection I, so. I know i know it honestly it wouldn't go over very well i think i probably would lean a little bit into the note thing myself they would probably get more direct over time and frankly there would be many 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 conversations final is is she an asshole i i don't think that she's an asshole but like there's blame on all three parties here subjectively I don't think she's an asshole. I think she's funny. Objectively, I say yes, because all she's doing is fueling the narrative to entertain herself, which just pushes her mother-in-law and possibly fiance farther away from what the goal she actually want is. Mm -hmm. So in that way, yes. We're good at this. We're good at this. Am I the asshole if I lied about my fertility? Oof. So I'm 28 female and have been with my partner for seven years. We both knew early on in our relationship that we didn't want children. I knew from a young age I didn't want any and always got the old line, you'll change your mind when you're older or when you meet someone. Well, I haven't. The thing is, people keep asking us, when are you guys having kids? We keep telling people we aren't and they don't seem to believe us. Oh, you'll change your minds or, oh, you're so good with your nephew or niece. You should have your own. They even ask us why. We don't tell them all the reasons. Some are quite personal but we have several reasons for not wanting kids and I know we shouldn't need to explain or defend ourselves. It's our decision. Now that we're planning to get married, people are asking more and more and it's not like someone asks. We say we're not and they drop it. The same people will ask repeatedly. Family, friends, and co-workers. They're all at it. I'm not sure why everyone is so invested in our reproductive plans, but quite frankly, it's beginning to feel like we're cattle they're trying to breed, particularly when it's my mother, who is obsessed with us having kids, as if that's all our purpose is. Anyway, I'm sick of it. I'm considering next time someone is pestering me and just telling them we have fertility issues. As far as I'm aware, this isn't true. But you know, since we're not planning to have kids, it's not really something we've checked out. I feel this might be a problem as it might seem I'm making light of people with such issues. However, my hope would be that the initial shock of the comment might stop them from asking and get them to actually consider what they are doing, as I'm sure they probably do this to other people as well. I know several people that do have fertility issues and being asked stuff like this often would be an annoyance and upsetting to them. I just want people who keep asking to leave us alone with our reproductive or lack thereof desires and to start thinking about what they're actually asking and saying. I can understand people asking once, do you have kids or are you planning to have kids? But repeatedly and not accepting the answer is just making me feel like crap and like they think we're not worth anything beyond what drops out of us. Oh, I could go on a whole episode about this one. <laughs> All right, what do you think? Is she an asshole? I have a lot of different angles and branches off of this one. 
I think that first off, I feel for her and her fiance. I don't think as an adoptee, and I think we'll get more into this in season two, people don't want kids. That needs to be respected, particularly as a child who was abandoned. I don't believe in people having kids who don't want kids. And I respect people who know that they don't want kids and who don't want to be parents. I think there's a huge burden on particularly females to want to be a mother and to want to have kids and to try to have kids and do whatever they can because we do have this kind of underlying undercurrent of breeding and passing on genetics and having people to take care of you when you're older. Like, that mm -hmm. is a big undercurrent. And I can't imagine how long it's been going on and how painful it must be to have to have this conversation. It's like, am I not worth anything without kids? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Especially mm -hmm. when they've been together for so long. I personally would have problems with her saying she has infertility issues and lying. There are ways to say it like, hey, please stay out of our business. You don't know what we're going through. For all you know, we had been going through infertility issues. I am placing it as a blanket. Like you don't know whether we have fertility issues, whether it's this, whether it's this. I think just saying that you have fertility issues is making light and kind of dismissive of people who really do and who really want it. Mm -hmm. Because that is a real experience that too many women unfortunately are facing. I don't know. I haven't tried to get pregnant yet. Found out I was infertile and I found out like Angela was like, I don't want kids and I don't want people bothering me. So I'm just gonna say I'm infertile. It's like, it just is very painful. I think you'd be like, you don't know what my status is with this. You don't know my husband's status or my boyfriend's status. Mm -hmm. This is not your business. This is not your conversation. No, I, I definitely agree. I think just saying that would not be the way to go. But also at this juncture, like she is not the asshole. She hasn't said anything yet. She's posing the question. So just don't stray into asshole territory. Find a good alternative, a way of phrasing it that really shuts it down in a way that makes it very real for people in your life. Because obviously like it's so real to her and her her partner. It doesn't say if they're if they're married. Um, planning or not, on getting married. But yeah. Oh yes, planning on getting married. Okay, yeah. So they're engaged. I think it's just it's something that's so real for them. They've thought about it quite a lot. Like I think it should very much be respected by those in their lives. You more than I have experience with. You know you're making a decision for you and your world and people around you are telling you that you are wrong, even though you are strong in your conviction. Mm -hmm. So. I also feel like you have some better insight on creating those, as my therapist called, energetic boundaries with those people mm. on ways to kind of shut things down in a no finite way without, because you know it's right for you and it's frustrating and burdensome that you have to do that and be like your own advocate, but to continue to interact with these people, you've had to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's sometimes like, unfortunately it is about making hard choices about the extent to which you will accept like certain people into your life based on whether or not they accept these boundaries. So it's it's really heartbreaking to hear that it's her mother, their families, their friends, their co-workers. Like the fact that there's no respite in any part of their lives must be so hard for them. I think we're in consensus. Your want, your, your end goal does not make you an asshole. Mm -hmm. If you lie about something that can be such a trigger and such a sensitivity for couples who want children, even though what you want is completely valid and should be respected, you would be an asshole if you said that. My turn. Go for it. I don't want to read through this one. I'm just going to read you the title because I think Angela will have some very strong opinions. Am I the asshole for folding down the pages of a book my friend let me borrow? Yes. 
It's not your book. Do not do this for library books, textbooks. Oh my God, do not highlight. Do not write in the margins. Do not dog ear it. Don't take the cover off and then use it as the bookmark. If your friend is not someone who does this, if they do it themselves, fine. But you know what? If you are handed a pristine book, please return a pristine book. Oh my God, these titles are so great. Am I the asshole for not giving my dad's girlfriend my change? But the one I'm gonna go with. <laughs> This one I'm really curious about. Am I the asshole for allowing my wife to extend her maternity leave at my company, but not one of my other employees? Yes. Would you Would you like me to read it? Yes, or? you you can. My my initial reaction is yes, though. Okay. I own a company, and my wife has an executive level position at it. Fourteen months ago, she gave birth to our son. We elected to have a C-section, and she went on maternity leave a month before she was scheduled for it. My wife expected that three months would be more than enough. However, after giving birth and having agreed that we would only be having one child. I already had three daughters. My wife was exceptionally adamant about not missing a moment of our son's formative moments because she knew that he'd only be a baby for so long. When the time came, she should have gone back to the office. I didn't have the heart to refuse her when she said she needed more time. After giving birth, she joined a mom-specific life coach program and still sees a life coach regularly. She also has volunteered for underprivileged kids. Ooh, I'm reeking of white privilege here. After a year had flown by, people started asking my wife when she was coming back. Unbeknownst to them, my wife had discussed the fact that she had some light abdominal separation and wanted a tummy talk, after which she was itching to get back to work. About that time, another employee at the company, Mary is the name they're using, had gone on maternity leave. Unfortunately, she had not worked for the company more than a year and was not entitled to FMLA and was given six weeks off for her birth, one week which she took prior. Gotta love the American healthcare system. Oh my god. Around a month ago, we decided to go for it and the surgery went perfect. My wife was advised to take at least two weeks off from work, but her doctor said to take four. However, the other day, my wife asked me for around two more weeks before she officially went back to work because more rest after surgery couldn't hurt. I agreed and we announced she would be resuming her duties on February 1st. Mary spent five weeks after giving birth at home before returning to the office. Yesterday, after only a few days back at the office, she asked her manager if she could take more time off begging for at least a week. The manager in question brought this up with me and I told him to deny Mary her request. The only reason is because while my wife's duties could be taken up by others, Mary team was borderline understaffed and her customer service position required her to be there at work. One person leaving is tough on the rest. When I went to personally tell Mary this, she looked very upset. She angrily said my wife had been gone for a year and the nurses she sees blamed the stress and body pain caused by coming back so early on a struggle in breastfeeding. I apologize but reiterated it was a busy season for customer service team and that perhaps we could discuss her getting more time off down the line. When I told my sister about the encounter, she said I was being the asshole for giving my wife special treatment. Am I the asshole for denying Mary request after just the love my wife an extra two weeks. Do you want to go first or should I? I think this perfectly encompasses like American culture. Seriously, everything that is wrong with our, not even corporate work system, just every system. Every system. Yeah, dude, first of all, yes, you are the asshole for denying this woman leave because if she's having very real medical needs, give her more time. Maybe you don't call it maternity leave. Maybe you call it something else. Maybe you let her take vacation. I don't know if this is a the type of job where maternity leave and vacation are kind of lumped into one, but you just let your wife stay home a year and you called it maternity leave for something that I don't think is necessarily extended maternity leave. A tummy tuck? Well the thing is you either need to say so she had a c-section which can take extended time depending on how it's done. Like it takes yes. longer to recover from a c-section than it does a vaginal birth yes. depending. Neither of us are medical experts. I just like really was interested in like pregnancy and birth for a while so I just know a lot and Angela's afraid of it so she's done research. Yeah and sadly well not sadly joyously 
luckily I have had several friends in the past year give birth. All have been C-sections. Many of them have graphically described it to me and most definitely you need more than three months. It is a major abdominal yeah. surgery. So when she said, so when he says my wife has discussed the fact that she had some light abdominal separation, I don't know whether he's underplaying it or he's I overplaying it. I think he just doesn't understand what light abdominal separation is. Well, the it's thing like in Grey's Anatomy when Teddy went to the widow's grief group and the other woman was telling her story and she's like, oh, you know, my husband went to the hospital and it was just mild cardiac failure. Well, no, like I know this, like there's a thing, I saw this video to help like with your pelvic floor and get your ab muscles next together. Like you can, again, not medical doctors here. You can stick your thumb right below your belly button and like crunch up and it can tell you how like spread out your ribs still are. Like from pregnancy, like if they're not fully closed again, like they open to, you have to be on your stomach like, or on your back and like do a crunch. Basically like when your ribs and your abdominal muscles separate, it can happen during pregnancy because the like your body expands. Mm -hmm. But my thing is if it's just that, PT, other things can do it. Like you don't need a tummy tuck. If it was a more serious version of the abdominal muscle spreading other than the average with pregnancy, mm -hmm. he needs to state that and not make it sound like, oh, like she just doesn't like her body. Cause the way he's doing it is either downplaying it or overplaying it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know which it is. The other thing, which is very clear is like, well, because my wife's an executive, surprise, surprise, we have team members to cover her, but we don't have anyone to cover the customer service team. So why can't one of your executives like fill in if you have so much extra executive staffing? Right. Or also you can't, you can't contract a temp. That's, I don't know, frankly, I think temping is a little, is like a little bit more complicated than even I like fully grasp because you are putting out like a considerable amount of money for a temp. But at the same time, it's like you can't get someone in for three to four weeks to cover this like this is actually something that is very real and you are now potentially endangering the life of your okay endangering is a little bit of a strong word you are affecting the medical well-being of your employee and her child and you're most likely going to lose your employee so what happens if to your already understaffed team when she now no longer works for you agreed the thing which is morally valid but it's a little i would say tricky maybe i'm being an asshole now it's like like she's struggling breastfeed, which is something she wants to do with her baby. And she's in, I think you're entitled to want to do it with your baby, mm -hmm. but it's not endangering or medically necessary. There's formula, there's pumping, there are ways to do it. And like, I, again, no woman, no person should be put, no birthing person mm -hmm. should be put into that choice, but it's not because it's like, I'm struggling breastfeeding because of the stress of work. And it's a valid claim. It is a not a special claim. Okay, that's true. No, I... It's an asshole just because the fact that you're asking after admitting... When he said he gave his wife a year off? 14 months, I think. So, like... And, like, he states in there as well. So, she had three months off and then decided that she wanted to stay home longer because she wanted to enjoy this time as a mom. Not from off the bat that she had other, like, medical concerns or, like, reasons to heal. Mm -hmm. It then became a thing later on like oh actually I would like to wait and see how things go her abdominal separation correction surgery so it sounds like there's a pretty significant chunk of time in there in which you wouldn't necessarily qualify that as maternity leave you could if your company had such a policy but you're already really expanding the rules there yeah it's very clearly nepotism it's like also because you said I already had three kids my this was gonna be my wife's only kid it's very clearly you felt guilty about that mm -hmm. and that's your issue about that and I also don't understand why between those periods of time your wife couldn't have come back to work and again I don't know how recent these are we're in a pandemic there's no way she could have done it from home mm -hmm. or if she was from home like 
I think that it's morally that like you're an, he's an asshole. He is an asshole. The thing that also makes it tr tricky in the country we live in is like she needed a job. Obviously, these benefits unfortunately didn't like kick in because she wasn't there long enough, and she knew that going into a company when she got pregnant. So like she shouldn't have had to struggle this hard. It's a very systemic issue. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like another company who like this particularly stung because she saw the favoritism. Right. But if another company had the same policy because he, he didn't give her extra as he gave his wife, but he gave her the standard policy. Mm -hmm. If she was at any company, she would have been given that policy. Mm -hmm. It's just that this, in this situation, which is the critical point, she had a direct reflection of, oh, my wife gets this. Right. You're an asshole, man. Total asshole. Okay. Your turn. Oh, okay. This this will be an interesting one. Am I the asshole for wanting to tell my stepdaughter's dad about cameras my wife planted in his house while he was away? Wait, so whose POV are we in? <laughs> very confused okay, wait, I'm also wait. in it okay read it again am I the asshole for wanting to tell my stepdaughter's dad okay so he is married to her biological mom. mom okay so am I the asshole for wanting to tell my stepdaughter's dad yeah about the cameras my wife planted in his house while he was away no <laughs> doing god's work Right. I, male 34, got married to my wife two years ago. She has a six-year-old daughter, my stepdaughter, that she shares custody of with her ex-husband. Her ex-husband has not dated anyone ever since he and my wife were separated. She's always talked about how this is a good thing because she believes that my stepdaughter is better off without a witch stepmom to boss her around and abuse her. Then, okay Karen, right? Her ex-husband started seeing his now girlfriend about eight months ago and she wasn't happy about it. In fact, she was livid that he introduced my stepdaughter to his girlfriend so soon. She demanded meetings with his girlfriend to test and see what kind of stepmom she will be for, for my stepdaughter. I didn't give it much attention because of the drama and I'm always having MIL involved as well. Mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law involved as well. However, I recently found out she installed several cameras in his house while he and his girlfriend were away on a trip. She had the key to his house because most of my stepdaughter's stuff is there. Keep in mind that I found out by looking at a chat that my wife had with her mother-in-law, so she was in on it too. It irked me because this is a total breach of privacy. And when I confronted my wife, she said that she did this because his girlfriend was going to move in soon and she wanted to see how she treats my stepdaughter. I told her this was wrong, but she said it was temporary until his girlfriend was in the clear. I still wasn't convinced and suggested she remove the cameras because of the huge legal troubles once her ex-husband potentially found out about it. And she lost her temper on me saying I should stay out of it because I clearly don't care about my stepdaughter's well-being and happiness. But she had no evidence or reason to believe her ex-husband's new girlfriend might mistreat her stepdaughter. My wife said she just wants to double check and that he doesn't need to know right now. But I disagreed and said that I will tell him if she doesn't remove the cameras and that made her lose it and get her mother-in-law with her to shut me down and get me to stay in my lane. She says that if I tell him we are gonna have a problem and urged me to mind my own business because he isn't more important than my relationship with her. So I shouldn't even entertain the idea of telling him and upsetting our stepdaughter and is just trying to make sure she has a good future stepmom and not a witch in the making. I still want to tell him, but given my wife's reaction, Action. I'm going to get hell from this and it may not be worth it 
since he and I aren't on good terms either. Yeah, no, he, he did not wrap up. There is an edit, so about where he did go with this. So just initial reaction, what do you think? PSA, ladies, gentlemen, they, them. Sogity lives in all of us. <laughs> I love how the mom is so worried about an evil stepmother. It's like, have you heard how many stories about stepfathers sexually assaulting daughters? Seriously. Like, why is your partner in the clear? Because you're the woman. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, you're automatically assuming he's bringing home a woman. And then also the fact that the bio dad's mom is involved, because that's the mother-in-law. Because why would the step, why would the stepfather's mother, so when she's like mother-in-law, wouldn't that I be his? I think it's his, it's his mother-in-law. stepmother? Yeah. The stepfather's mother. The, the bi biological the, mother's mom. But that's not, oh, so he was saying my mother. His, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, either way. Unacceptable. Cameras are unacceptable. Her behavior is unacceptable. Tell, tell the bio dad and then run away from the family. I just want to know, I'm like, what spy show has this woman been watching? How did she get these cameras installed? Oh, they're easy. Like, what? Okay, like, but like stuffed animals and the bears just like place them around. Like nanny cams? Yeah. Man. Okay, yeah, it's, it's super creepy. This is absolutely not okay. It is a huge invasion of privacy. Like, actually, it's really funny. My mom and I were talking about that this morning because, like, even when you install your own alarm system, that's why you have to advertise that you have cameras or alarms or certain things because people have to know when they're being recorded. Even, like, with your car alarm, that's why you have to keep the little sticker in your window that says that you have an alarm there. And if you have a visual component, it has to be posted. Yeah, no, this woman is nuts and has control issues because it's also, like, even when the daughter's not there, she she has access. It's a control thing. It's a very mm -hmm. bad. And someone with bad control issues, I would never do something like this. Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely. It's not for the sake of her daughter. It's just a justification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this is absolutely not okay. I I really feel for this guy though. Like the fact that she tells him, "You are not more important than what's going on here." This is her. This is her husband, who like is now additionally like a father figure in her daughter's life. Like they are they are a family together themselves, and she is essentially telling him that he is not a part of the family. Well, I'm also like, why are you obsessed with your ex? Like, why are you right? want cameras in your ex's house? Right? Yeah, no. It, the daughter's just justification. Mm -hmm. But what's the edit? So, um, add on here. I have decided to tell him. There is no way this is going to end well for my wife, no matter how hard she tries to downplay the situation. Yeah, I'm a coward, but that is her opinion. I told her that I was not going to get caught in the middle of this whirlpool, but she insisted I was the one trying to get involved, still ignoring how messed up her actions were. She can go ahead and turn every argument into a screaming match, but I'm the one to blame and I'm getting sick of it. So essentially, it sounds like he's just, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's gonna tell the bio dad, but they're probably like both gonna turn it on him in some way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it sucks. Like he's essentially going to be the scapegoat in their argument when way bigger issue here is between them. Like what, what on earth happened in that relationship? Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard. In this situation, I think the stepfather should get involved. The stepfather should tell the bio father about mm -hmm. this. This isn't an, like, am I the asshole? But like something I've thought about a lot more and been thinking about just like dating more and stuff. It's like what about when people are like, should you tell your friend if you know they're getting cheated on? Mm -hmm. And for years and years and years, my answer absolutely yes. Like, you should absolutely tell them. And then, like, as I've been thinking about it, they're like, okay, so let's say their partner makes the mistake. Like, you telling them was only going to then be like, oh, like, that's the person who told me my partner's cheating. That's the person who ended my relationship. That's the person who ended my thing. And as a matter of how much people say they want to know, how much do they authentically know themselves enough to know that they really want to know? Interesting. I do get that. And I, I mean, it's, it's never been something that I've 
I've had to think about if I'm telling someone, but I have been the person on the receiving end and I've been cheated on twice. One time I was not told until after the relationship ended and then the other time I was told in the middle of it. And I hearing in the middle of it hurt so much more, but I appreciated it more. Who in the middle of it with? But I thought we came to the terms that that wasn't cheating. It's like not, but it is. Is it not? Like for me, it's a very situational thing. Like if I knew that partner you were with like did a one-time stupid thing and like repented for it, mm-hmm. I might leave it up to them to be the one like, okay. Them telling you only causes you to suffer. Yes. So versus like, I'm gonna let them bubble and boil and suffer with this until like they repent. Versus like, if I knew someone was constantly like, cheating on you, I would like, then you say that I think it is a duty to say something. If someone made a one-time mistake. Difference who, between like a dalliance and an affair. It's like, who am I to be the one to ruin your peace? Cause it would be peace as long as you didn't know. Like when people are like, do you tell them? Do you? I will make it very clear publicly. They look the wrong way. I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything, and I want to know anything. And I am willing to suffer the consequences of what that means for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm someone who has control issues and has a comfortability. So I want any piece of information you can give me. Mm-hmm. But unless everyone else in my life makes that explicitly clear, I'm kind of more like it might not. I might not because like here's like another example. Like what if? And now I'm creating my own. Am I the ass situation? <laughs> Angela, you're seven months pregnant. Just just bought a house together like in like your hormones of honeymoon happiness and I find out like your partner cheated and I see and they don't know that I know oh the story of my life and like let's say like let's make make it really fun you're 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 a stay-at-home mom you don't have a job so you're financially dependent on this person and he's treated you well no, there's no abuse like but there's this one thing of like oh should I becoming a father and I know like what good is it gonna be for you to know if he's gonna be a good father and then the years after that nothing happens never happens again I don't know I guess for me where it kind of sits is like how do you know that it's never gonna happen again like what happens if like five years from now like I come to you and I'm like oh my god I found out like my husband's been cheating on me like whenever he goes on like boys trips to Cancun there's like all this stuff going on like then like what happens it's like do you then say like oh god like I knew about this thing a year ago or do you just like is it something that you never say I mean I think I wouldn't say until the relationship ended and be like yeah like you need to come to your like this is where it gets tricky of like well when it when are you a bystander and when are you like an advisor Mm -hmm. in someone else's life like when are you a bystander who needs to stand up and when are you like a confidant who just needs to sit there and like let them do what they want like for example when Angela has been in like one relationship I'm not trying to say that like this in the past but we don't know when this is coming out so like <laughs> Angela has been in one really Angela has been in one adult relationship better and now I lost my first couple <laughs> I lost my point oh okay I got it I'm back and through our friendship and some of her other friendships with her in a relationship and the dynamic, how her friends, how Mercury kind of retrograde somehow seems to happen. This time around, what Angela asked me early on about things about the person who at the time of this recording she is with, I wouldn't really, I tried to hold back my opinions. I was a, I was a big proponent of, if you like him, that's great. I'm happy for you. Not like, I think his hair is dumb. I think he has a lisp. I think all this, cause things like that's not gonna do it. And also as Angela, someone who does lean into 
others approval I know like I don't think I'm all powerful and will make or break a relationship but if I stated some I had like a concern it could potentially weigh enough if she either had it or implanted something to end a relationship I wanted to give Angela space and I have been continuing to try to give her space to decide in herself in her gut in her thing I like him I don't like him here's what I like here's what I don't like and feel like no matter what I say from he has a bad haircut to like he has like a beer gut shouldn't affect her or, oh he seemed kind of off this day or he seemed kind of mean for her to be like oh that's that that was an off day so whatever it is for her to know that and not be like oh well Jay and Megan and this feels all see the same thing like maybe I didn't see it versus now if I mean I still don't think personally you're fully like at that place where if we say something like I don't think it would make or break but I still think it would weigh heavier than it should and I think if you made it to like once you two like tussle a little bit more in your relationship there's a there's a little bit more like discourse Mm -hmm. Like once I know that that's happened, I'd be more comfortable saying things if you ask my opinion. But until I feel like that's happened, or at least you've spoken it to me, I don't think that when you tell me things, I try to keep it more of like, what does she need right now? It's like, she doesn't need me to state that this is a concerning. She doesn't need that from me because if then she's like, well, Jay is concerned and Megan's concerned and I'm not concerned. Well, am I right or are they right? And then it's like, well, is that gonna pull and push those relationships away if I stay with him? And like, until you're like, I'm the one who will make or break my relationship. I think it's everyone else's responsibility to stay in the background. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. No, I mean, I don't know. Frankly, it's like you, I mean, you do hit it on the head. Like I do, I don't want to take others' opinions like and value them so critically and how I view really any of my relationships but it's just, it, it happens, and I don't know why. Therapy season two, Angela, will try to work on that. I don't know, what, flip it on me, what would you do? I'm seven months pregnant, don't, I mean, I told you what I would want, but like, what do you, like, as not me telling me what I want, what would you, what do you think I need? Do you think like? Frankly, I might go like the posters, wife route, and suddenly like, you'd have nanny cams everywhere, I'd be following him in my Joe Goldberg black hat, driving around, like, calling you like at random times being like hey what's up what's going on oh you're alone where's insert husband's name here oh he went to the bowling alley I don't know why bowling alley be like oh, okay that's cool I think we'll talk Amanda... to you later and suddenly I would be at the bowling alley and I'd be talking to everyone I think Amanda used bowling as an activity when she did a rom-com <laughs> apparently it's just it's gonna be a part of my adult life mm-hmm yeah, I don't, I guess that's true. I don't know if I would tell you immediately, but there, hypothetically, I might find a way to scare him straight. But it's also confusing because then it's like, uh, then it's like you never know. But the thing is like, if you go to your grave never knowing, and you have a happy wife, happy husband, happy kids, and is it I'm, wrong for you to go to go to the grave without knowing that? Not trying to get I, super morbid. But will I know after that? After you're dead, like yeah. in heaven? Yeah. You're Catholic, so you gotta tell me. I See, I don't know. Would that change your answer? I love how or in the afterlife if i try to like then assault him when he also arrives in the afterlife do i get kicked down to the bad place only you and your god can speak to that see i don't know like um i don't know not that i don't know i guess the bigger question for me is not just is just kind of like will i never know or will or is it just picking the timing of when i know let's say in your human current form you would never know i don't know like i think that i would want to know when before anyone else knew which sounds really bad because then it's like flipping it just in terms of social dynamics but i think that if suddenly if everyone else in my life knew and 
and I didn't, that's not okay. If like you and Megan and Amanda and even like if like even if it was just my circle of friends but like my friends who are like family and everyone knew and I didn't know. But what if they what if he didn't know that they all knew? Like I'm I'm picking a name. Frank. You're dating Frank. Okay, I'm dating Frank. Frank doesn't know that I saw him. Mm-hmm. And I confided in Amanda who confided in Megan. Like I, I would hope that you would convene your own 355 and like scare Frank. Into what? Into not doing it again? Into telling you? Scare him into what? I, I don't know. God, but I'm just starting to feel like I'm the asshole here now and I'm really relating to this woman. <laughs> who wants the nanny cam? Yeah. Oh, you're like the woman who drove her car through the dry mat, laundry mat. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but like back back to this woman, what we're actually here for. Well, no, we left that a while ago. Oh, okay. Because I transitioned it into my own because I was saying like, when are you, like kind of when I was talking about the husband versus the stepfather, mm-hmm. like when are you a bystander and when are you an advocate? Like when are you supposed to get involved and when is it like not my place? When there's a child involved, you should get involved. I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm stand, and I feel very firmly on that. If there is a child involved, you should be involved okay. and it should be about what is ever best for the child. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to look at it. And then I just brought up the whole cheating thing because it's like a thing of where it widens it. Like what degree of separation from you and the problem? Like as we all know, I love the <laughs> serenity prayer. Like give me, accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. Accept the things I cannot change. I cannot change you were cheated on. Courage to change the things I can. I cannot change that you were cheated on. <laughs> but you can change whether or not I am with a cheater. Accept the things I cannot change. I can't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you can't actually make me leave. Dang it. This is really, this is really hard. I, I guess just for me, I want to know, preferably I would like to know before anyone else knew and I need to know if there's a kid involved. Okay. So before you get pregnant, I'll let you know all of your partner's illicit affairs. (laughs) Gracias. Thank you. Glad we came to that conclusion. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, weird to think about. Okay. Or do you want to make up one? Because I made up one. Okay. Or do you have a real life one? I'm sure you have a real life one. Oh, okay. Say, oh, okay. I'm really going to put it into like a strange hypothetical. Okay. Say there was an embarrassing video of you going around. Sexual or not? Not sexual. Just embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, there's like an embarrassing video of you going around, but like people don't know your name, like your internet footprint isn't big enough for it to get like tagged back to your account. Not okay. none of our friends have really seen it, but it's one of those that's like making its way around Twitter or something. Like hashtag like girl falls in the pool. Okay. Or something. What do we do? Like, do you wanna know? Do you wanna claim it? Do you wanna ride the social media store? <laughs> I think my answer goes the same with everything. I'm a control freak, so the more information I can have, the better. So I wanna know. Okay. And then I'll see what it does. Like trying to imagine like some of my most embarrassing moments of like what I would want to associate with and what I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, since we're trying to become podcasters, I think all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> so I think we better know know how to spin it. Mm-hmm. That's not am I the asshole? Like, are you? That's not really in the format of the game we're playing. I know. I panic. Is there a real life situation you are associating this to? Because you're like, I'm gonna make it strange, but it's like, where did this come from? Oh, I just thought of, I thought of our favorite day ever. Dangerous. Be- yeah. Oh, okay. That day is forever gonna live in my mind as my biggest regret. <laughs> biggest regret. <laughs> Angela's biggest regret on her grave: not having a phone to film Jay in her embarrassing moment. Which I guess makes me the asshole because I want to film you in an embarrassing moment. Yeah. I think it's like you also need to like know your friend like I overserved myself but I wasn't like dangerous I think like it's inappropriate if someone's like dangerously sick to do that mm-hmm. like I have video pictures of Angela like in after she's overserved but it hasn't been like I was afraid for her safety or well-being like that's not cool to film mm-hmm. never ever never okay 
for our evergreen past future present episode that we don't have an intro for (laughs) or an outro for. Wing it! Thank you very much everyone for listening to today's episode of In Omnia Paratus. We hope that you enjoyed our various opinions about other people's lives and if you would like to share any opinions on our hypothetical situations hit us up at inomniapod on instagram dm us comment and let us know what you think bye bye